You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's take you across the NFL with one of the best football writers in the country. Pleased to be joined by Jared Bell of USA Today. Jared, thanks so much for taking the time. How are you doing today? Oh, pretty good, Brian. Cordell, how are you guys? We are doing well and looking forward to talking about the top stories with you. So let's start in New York. As you know, Ben McAdoo got the vote of confidence from giant ownership this week. Does that suggest to you there's a small chance, perhaps, if the Giants do something down the stretch, he could hang on for one more season? Because if you're a supporter of McAdoo, and I think it's time for a change, but his backers would point out this team has been decimated by injuries. Yeah, I guess there is hope. But you know what happens a lot of times with votes of confidence? It really just kind of delays the inevitable, right? Um, so as you put it, Brian, if, if they finish strong down the stretch, maybe you, you've got a shot. But you think about kind of how good they were last year, and you figured that you just build on the success you had last year, especially with the defense. Um, that you'd be ready to take the next step. And there have been a lot of disappointing teams in the NFL this year. But I think, as you put it, (laughs) this is the biggest of all. Yeah, you talk about how good a team was last year. Well, the Cleveland Browns hadn't been good in a very long time. Um, Right now, Hugh Jackson sits at 1-24. How do you fix that problem that they have, uh, considering all the moves they tried to make to build this team? Yeah, you know, and it's tough, Cordell, because if you remember when they hired Hugh Jackson last year, Jimmy Haslam, the Browns owner, kind of doubled down, and not only in hiring Hugh Jackson and in, you know, revamping the front office with, you know, Sasi Brown as a GM, Paul D. Podesta as the, you know, the, the analytics guru, and so Haslam pretty much said at that time. Hey, I'm going. To, I'm going to stick with this, right? And you know, we're going to go through the lumps, and we're going to, you know, have some stability here. Because if you look around the AFC North, Cordell, you know the Steelers. I mean, right. they've had what, you know, two coaches in your lifetime. Okay? Pretty much, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Baltimore Ravens uh, with Harbaugh and Brian Billick. You go back twenty something years. Cincinnati, Marvin Lewis has been there. The only person who I think has been on the job longer in the NFL as a head coach than Marvin Lewis is Bill Belichick, right? So stability is the way it goes in that division. So to have him to come out and make that statement when 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 he hired you, I mean, that was a strong thing and a vote of confidence and all of that. But now do you stick with that? I mean, do you say, well, I was wrong in saying I'm going to stick with it. And I wonder if there's going to be a, a split in terms of where the blame and where the area of need is going to be determined. When I say area of need, I mean um, the the football brain power. And so I, I'm wondering if there's going to be a split between the front office and Hugh Jackson because Hugh Jackson has said a few things uh, or a few things have been attributed to him in recent weeks that kind of suggest a distance between the football operations people and the coaching staff and the front office, which, you know, Sashi Brown had no experience as a GM or personnel guy really before he got that job. Paul D. Podesta is a baseball guy with baseball numbers. So you always wondered how that was going to work, and it does not look good. They got a bunch of draft picks, though. Yeah. 
And then their scouts did not like Carson Wentz. And we know how that worked out comparatively <laughs> oh between Philadelphia and Cleveland. Chatting with Jared Bell, USA Today. Jared, you referenced Marvin Lewis, who's one of the most respected individuals in football. He's been a guest on this show many times. He pointed out when I brought up the contract situation, four times in his career, he's gone into the final deal of having to win in that last year of a contract, and coming back for another year. So I'm not counting Marvin out, but considering what Cincinnati's failing to do, more discipline issues, Vontez perfect, whether he deserved to be ejected or not, was ejected last week on the road in Tennessee. Do you think this could be finally Marvin's last year in Cincinnati? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. It's like Marvin Lewis, you never really want to count him out. And part of the reason why is because Mike Brown, the Bengals owner runs, you know, an old school family operation, if you will. I mean, so many of these NFL teams are, um, you know, so corporate and kind of how they, they are structured. But the Bengals go back to, you know, Mike Brown being the owner and the essential GM. And, um, you, you know, so there's a connection there. And, and I know his philosophy, as I mentioned, with the other teams in, the, in that division, you know, he likes to have a little stability. But the optics don't look good for Marvin Lewis when there are, you know, issues with Burfick in particular, but, you know, even a couple other situations that popped up um, that that make you wonder, hey, if someone else was in charge, if they would handle some of these things differently. But I'm not ready to jump and say Marvin Lewis is going to be gone, but it has been, uh, yeah, you throw them on a heap of disappointing teams. Because one thing about the Bengals, if you go back over the last, you know, four, five, six years, they've they've been a really talented team and had a lot of talent, a lot of depth in a lot of different places, and that usually was enough for them to, you know, get into the playoff picture, but that hadn't happened this time. You talked about a playoff picture picture, excuse me, the Buffalo Bills since ninety nine hadn't gone and, and looked like they may have a chance considering the last two games they lost make you wonder, but they're five and four and yeah. they're sitting second in the division. How do you justify the Nathan Peterman move, which was a fifth-round draft pick? And uh, can he come in and make this a little bit better considering their schedule with two games in Miami? You have Indy. You have New England. You got the Chargers <laughs> up next. How does that work? Hey, Cordell, you being a former quarterback, okay, mm-hmm. you know how tough it is for a quarterback to play run defense, <laughs> right? Right, so, right, right. Tyrod Taylor couldn't do it. I'm wondering if Nathan Peterman can get over there and play some <laughs> linebacker and help stop the run. Right. Because if you look at what, what happened these past two weeks, I mean, their run defense got gassed. And, you know, when that happens, it, it not only can, you know, pile up the yards, it controls the clock, but it also can demoralize a team as well, especially the defense. But then you put your offense in the hole. Um, that's not to, to give, you know – to give a pass to Tyrod Taylor, but I thought the move was way premature. And I thought that, you know, for McDermott, a couple things bothered me about the way it went down. One, he came out on Sunday and said, this is my guy. I'm sticking with him. Okay. And then two days later, you make the change, right? So that doesn't look good. Okay. Um, and then you sit there and you say, okay, I'm not a five and four coach. It's not a five and four team, which, okay, I feel you on that. But it looks like you're blaming Tyrod Taylor for five and four. Now, Tyrod Taylor could be better, but Tyrod Taylor doesn't stop the run. And, 
you know, wasn't the, the sole reason why things went bad over these past two weeks. But, yeah, just to kind of see what's happened with them the past two weeks and getting blown out at home and then getting blown out to the Jets, it really made them look like, you know, they were quite the pretender a couple of weeks ago when they were sitting there at, what, five and two. Jerry, let's wrap it up with the time-honored tradition, baseless speculation about big-name broadcasters and college coaches being connected to the Uh-oh. NFL. Are you buying oh, any of the it. rumblings that Jim Harbaugh wants back in and could be carted uh, or courted by Indy and Chicago? Or what about John Gruden leaving Monday Night Football? Yeah, I, I'll I'll say yes and yes. Um, Harbaugh is interesting because a he's got a job and he's at a place where you know he, he likes. I mean, he's he's a Michigan guy, so I, I think he's probably you know realizing that the demands of a college coach are different than an NFL coach. And you mentioned Chicago and Indianapolis as two possibilities, two places where Harbaugh, you know, played. So, um, yeah, I would keep, I would definitely keep abreast of that because, um, you know, the 49ers should have never let him go in the first place, but that's another story. As for Gruden, um, yeah, this comes up all the time, and it's going to come up again until he decides to take a job or not take a job. I think we're getting closer to the point where John Gruden might want to make a decision. And if you know his personal situation, he has a son who is getting towards the end of his high school years. And I'm not sure. I'd have to double-check to see if he's in 11th grade or 12th grade, but he's in the latter half of high school. And you know, if you, you wonder if Gruden would be willing to make a move at some point, I think that might be a factor. I, I really do. And for a guy who um, has been out for a while, he's been able to be recharged, and he's been able to stay close to the game as a broadcaster, I think it's just a matter of time for Gruden. But uh, we'll see if it's this year. But obviously that's where people start when they start saying, okay, we're going to have an opening. What do we want to do? They need to check in with him first to see, hey, are you coming back this year or not? Jared, we love reading your stuff in USA Today. We appreciate you giving us the time to take us around the league here on the NFL on Tune and enjoy the games this Sunday. Okay, I appreciate you guys having me. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! The National Football League is on TuneIn.